0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Pilati, and today's gonna to be just me. There's gonna be a bit of a shorter episode. I wanna zoom out a bit and talk about a bit more of a macro topic. And I might meander a little bit here, so stick with me. I hope it'll end up being good and helpful. We'll see. You can give me your feedback, you tell me, Matt, never do a solo episode again. Totally fine. Just let me know. Or maybe this turns out great. I guess we'll find out very shortly. So on A lot of the recent episodes, I've had guests that talk all about a specific channel. So, for example, we've dug really deep into product-led SEO. We've dug into paid ads. We've dug into referral systems and all sorts of other channels. And I think what's really important and is easy to miss, because I know I missed this early on in my growth career, is that just because a channel worked really, really well for another company market user type service product whatever it might be just because it worked really well for someone else is no guarantee that it will translate to your own product and service and even in some scenarios a company that is maybe a competitor may have already like owned a channel right like they've gotten so good at owning that channel that it's nearly impossible for you to break into it so maybe one example of this is a zip recruiter basically owns the podcast advertising channel right and so there's sure another company that is doing a recruiting platform can enter the podcast advertising channel but people that listen to podcasts are already like so connected to that brand name that it's really hard to break in and the cost and effort to get in will probably not yield the type of results that ZipRecruiter is seeing. There's that part to think about, that someone else might already own the channel. The other part is that timing is incredibly critical in finding a channel that works. So here's an example. The people or the demographic that would have been clicking on banner ads, digital banner ads, 10, 15 years ago, is different then that same demographic today in where they engage with ads. So a person 15 years ago, like maybe you had 20 year olds clicking on digital banner ads 15 years ago, but today I would say that most of those 20 year olds are clicking on ads only in social platforms. So it's so important to put the context of this channel worked for a company like us, at this time, right, because channels change over time and you have no control over that. And so it's important to put it in that context. And I think the other way to think about it, especially if you're early on in your product's life cycle or your company's journey, that you can leverage channels as a means to get towards product market fit. And while I wouldn't recommend investing in tons and tons of channels Later on, what is really important is finding the channels that work for you. So what we did at Drift, just to add a story to this, what we did at Drift really early on was we just like tried as many different types of channels that we could. We tried doing some PR. We tried blogs. We tried some paid ads. We tried launching on Product Hunt, and we found at the time when we were in our infancy that... Launching on Product Hunt was really, really successful for us. So we found it, and then we just doubled down on it like crazy until it no longer was working for us. And the reasons that it got to a point where it was no longer working for us were: one, we changed our, our target demographic, so we were no longer going after like folks that listen, to, uh, follow Product Hunt all the time, you know, early founders or product people, Uh, we were no longer going after those folks, but instead we are going after VPs of marketing. And so the channel worked for us really, really well when we were targeting that group, Um, but it was important for us to identify that, all right, this channel, like we can keep putting in the effort and we still might get some success there, but it's no longer the type of user that we're looking for. However, that channel acted as an amazing stepping stone for us over the year or so that we used it heavily because we got tons of feedback, it helped us more customer development it got us users right it got us all this incredible qualitative and some quantitative data that helped us evolve our product and our offering and our messaging and all that stuff and so that channel is not something that we invest in as much today now there are other examples of you know you might look at a referral program and say oh we're, we're in payments like referral program worked amazing for PayPal. However, it may not work quite as well for you today because, you know, maybe the type of user that's interacting with that channel is maybe fatigued, right? Like there's the point at which you're fatigued by the number of ride sharing promo codes you might want to share, right? And so it's important to think again, back on that timing, but also on the, like what stage of the journey are you, right? If you are a much more evolved business, you found product market fit, and you're trying to move to the next step, it's important to start looking at other channels and finding out what could work, like try out some new channels, but it's equally as important not to entirely abandon the channel that's working. So another example here is Drift has launched a bunch of different products over the years and we were launching a brand new product, Drift Video being that product and we were looking at, all right, let's follow the same early product launch playbook that we did with the core Drift product and we found out that it just wasn't quite as successful. So we iterated on the channel as we were iterating on the product and the offering and the messaging itself i think people have a little bit of a tendency to say we know what channels are going to work for us and so we will invest heavily in those and keep those as the consistent right like we have a lot of money and we know that paid ads work so we want to regardless of what our product is we want to continue investing in paid ads i think that that is a bit of a trap and so it's important to to be really critical about the channels themselves as you're iterating and building your business. So those are some thoughts on channel and using it towards your advantage as you grow. You can think about the 80-20 rule. Once you've established a bit of a product market fit, you're probably going to have 80% of all your users coming from one or two channels and 20% from the rest. It's important to find a channel that works for you. Invest in it. However... There's both sides to this. You don't want to invest in something so much that let's say you invested so much in paid ads and your paid ad system and it's growing your business that as soon as the cost per clicks start to skyrocket, your entire business falls apart, right? So you have to diversify yourself a little bit, but don't fall into the trap of if it worked for someone else, it's going to work for us. Like really be thoughtful about what type of user you're going to find on that channel. What type of outputs will you get from the channel, right? Are, are you trying to use the channel as a way to test out a new user, a new target persona, or are you trying to use the channel as a means to reach people that you already know are gonna be a fit for your product or service? If you wanna learn more about channel, I would really recommend a blog post called Product Channel Fit Will Make or Break Your Growth Strategy by Brian Balfour, and it's all about, people talk all the time about product market fit, and this is about product channel fit. Core concept being is that you can change and control your product, but you can't change or control the channel. And so a lot of what will make a channel work or not is not fully in your control. And so it's really, really important to know what's going to work for you, what is working for you already what's working for someone else and why is it working for them? Was it a timing thing? Was it a user thing? Was it a secret sauce that they have type thing? It's it's really important to be thoughtful about that. So if you got questions, feedback, whatever it might be, my email is matt@drift.com. Hopefully this was good. I meandered a little bit. We will see what the feedback is like and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks.